time for the Gore and More podcast. Gonna have a good time. Gonna have a good time. Yeah, we're gonna have a good time. We're going on now. A ball break, walking hand in hand in the moonlight. We'll be the sweets all day. I swear we'll never part. We're going on now. A ball break, running in the sand, feeling alright. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Gore and More podcast. This is your host with the motherfucking most, T.J. Bowser, and joining me is your Dark Lord of Knowledge, Chad Chrisman. What's up, bitches? And Big Johnny T. What's going on, Gore House? And the killing machine himself, Bobby Amone. What's up, you fucks? Today is June, July. July, June, July. June, uh, July. I couldn't remember what the fuck it was. <laughs> July. And we got a banger of an episode for you guys today. But first, you know what time it is. It's time for your slice life. Big Johnny D, what'd you do this week? Well, uh, I celebrated a very chill uh, fourth, I want to say. Uh, just the family. Unfortunately, we are on a minor lockdown because... Minor. I don't want to say. COVID bullshit. That's all I'm going to say. Long story yep. short. Uh, you guys are I'm locked down again. No, we personally were because uh, my wife had a coworker who was potentially exposed, so we were doing the proper thing and waiting for her test to come back to figure out what we had to do. Gotcha. So while some people might say, eh, fuck that, it's like, listen, dude, you know, take it as she is. I just personally, for some reason, if I didn't have it, which both, by the way, positive news, uh, came back negative, so... All right. I'm not under quarantine. Uh, yeah, I had to take the work off. My boss suggested the evening, so I was like, man, whatever, fuck it. Uh, so I had a five-day weekend, so <laughs> it wasn't, like, all bad, you know? What are you going to argue uh, with? Take it. Yeah, right. Uh, enjoyed the fucking pool because it's been hot as balls the last, like, several days. And uh, other than that, man, just uh, chilling back and gaming. Right Chad, on. how have you been, my brother? Well, uh, of course, I couldn't make it to last week's episode because I was working. But like you, I also ended up with a five-day weekend. Ooh, very nice. Yeah, we were supposed to have a four-day weekend. And I said, fuck it. They gave us a floating holiday for Juneteenth. So I used that yesterday. So I got a three-day weekend coming up because we don't have any orders going out Saturday. So Friday, we're off. That's a wonderful yeah, so uh, during my five days off, we built a swing set for the kids. The fuck was that? I have no clue. Continue. Oh, like I was saying, I <laughs> had a... During that five days off, we built a swing set for the kids, and three hours after we... Uh... Oh, can we talk about Big Bird? Yes. Ah, fuck Big Three Bird. hours after we built the swing set, my asshole neighbor posted. Big Bird! My asshole neighbor posted, oh, some people have boundary issues, but don't worry. We're calling his land surveyor. So I'm like, fine. Spend the $1,500 to $3,000 to get your land surveyed just to tell me I might have to move my fucking thing afoot. Hey, can we hear John? We can't hear John. Can we hear Bobby? Yo, hello, hello. I can hear Bob. We can hear John. That would be the problem. Oh, no, we lost Johnny. We lost Johnny. Wait, that could be a good thing. He might come back with chocolate rain. Oh, come on. Let him come back with chocolate rain. Hey, guys, is the audio sounding fine from the beginning of the episode? Uh, just need to know 
walleye. Yeah, let us know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, please. But yeah, aside from that, uh, I got uh, the day we put up the fucking swing set, I went over and got uh, drunk with the neighbors, Mr. Tim Keegan, Star Somerville. We know them, friends of the show. Like, like how shitty Don looks whenever he fucking pops in. Tell me he sounds like chocolate rain. Oh, I'm waiting. I'm oh, waiting. We, we can only hope, guys. We can only hope. I want to keep sharing while we're uh, dealing with all the technical issues. <laughs> Continue on, Chad. Oh, shit. But yeah, other than that, it was a pretty relaxed uh, time off. Trying not to die from the heat when the heat index is like upwards of almost 100 degrees every day lately. Uh-huh. They're pretty hot. Yeah. Not as hot as TJ, but pretty hot. Ooh, thank you. But yeah, I guess uh, I guess that's really about it. Uh, how about you, Bobby? Um, I had an eventful weekend. I was uh, um, I unfortunately was not off Friday, but um, when everybody says how come you don't get off, I'm like, well, my day technically starts at 11 a.m. while you're all still sleeping, so I get a full day. Um, but I spent the the weekend with my girlfriend. We went to New Hope, and then her um, family friends they were having a party, so I went and met the rest of them and everything, and then. I ended up getting some new, well, not new, older issues of Horror Hound to add right to on. the collection. I ended up getting a few new um, NECA Ultimate figures, the Hellraiser and um, Sam from Trick or Treat. And then, yeah, I spent the weekend with her. And um, we went to some comic shops and all that good stuff that all of us nerds and horror nerds love to death. And right we made candles. Yes, I do that. <laughs> I made Whether anybody like it or remember, not, I, I don't care. I, I made my weed candle, remember? Yep, not too long ago. Well, I didn't make one of those. I made one that has a uh, red hot cinnamon as the scent. And let me tell you something. It's good shit. So, TJ, what about you, my brother? So, as I say every week, podcast here, podcast there, podcast everywhere. Started moving, as you can see. The lack of backdrop, I will apologize for that, but I promise in a couple weeks. Things are going to look so much better. Uh, ordered new internet for the new place today. Actually upgraded it from what we have now. So uh, we get, we get pretty faster speeds. Uh, more business-oriented type uh, service there. John is back, guys. Uh, I'm just bringing him in. And Damn it. There he is. Hey, John. We can hear you. Hello. Yes. Hey, yeah, no chocolate rain. Yeah. No chocolate rain. Oh, Show's <laughs> over. Bye. <laughs> I mean, I can still sing it, but it's just, you know, it's not going to be safe. Oh, man. What did I miss? Nothing. We're just, we're just sticking See? Wow, look at all the people in here. Brody, Roger, up, Dan. What's going on, guys? Steve. Roger. Yeah. Hmm. How y'all doing? What's up, people? Pleasure to see you all here. Yeah. As always. Everybody's in here. Awesome. Ooh. So, uh, yeah, but like I said, uh, podcast here, podcast there. Did Jerk the Curtain on Sunday. And then, yeah. You're coming in on. echoey, buddy. Coming in echoey? Yeah. Mm, I don't hear it. No? Hmm. Maybe it's just because it just, just you got it back on. Maybe. Continue. Sorry. Okay. What the hell? Where was I? God damn it. Podcast jerked the Kirkin and... Oh. Did say Kirkin? Did <laughs> 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 right, yeah, more so stuff on the Star Trek film and... No, celebrate uh, America's birthday and whatnot. Yeah. America. So let's get into this week's uh, review. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's 1989's Intruder, directed by Scott Spiegel, written by Scott Spiegel and Lawrence Bender, produced by Lawrence Bender and Sam 
Rainey, starring Elizabeth Cox as Jennifer Ross, Renee Estevez as Linda, that is Charlie Sheen's sister. Yes. Dan Hicks, the late Dan Hicks now, rest in peace, brother, as Bill Roberts. David Burns as Craig Peterson. Sam Raimi as Randy. Eugene Glazer as Danny. Billy Marty as Dave. Burr Steers as Bub. Craig Stark as Tim. Ted Raimi as Produce Joe. Alvy Moore as Officer Dalton. Tom Lester as Officer Matthews. Emil Sitka as Mr. Abernathy. And Bruce Campbell as Officer Howard. Only for like the last five minutes. Yeah, Can but I had, I had to include Campbell there. Uh, by the way, did Ted Raimi even once take his uh, Walkman's headphones off? No, I, no, he had them yeah, on for like one ear seconds. for a second. Like, and that was about it. But he was still just jamming out the whole fucking time. Yeah, I love yeah. it. Like when the girl comes in, hey, we're all losing our jobs. And he's like, eh, eh, eh. No, it was his brother. Was it? I thought it was. You lost your job. He's just fucking hacking shit, dude, with a knife. Like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> it's not even the right knife. That's like Halloween 1 stat, It's not even so. the right knife, though, dude. Dude, it's that butcher not- knife was insane. <laughs> that's yeah. Halloween 1 status. Like, that's that's Halloween H2O H2O promo shit. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? That's what I was thinking when I saw it. Fucking 18-inch well, shadowing later in life. Yo, can we talk about... Well, no. Wait, let's get let me finish. Music yeah, exactly. by Basil uh, Poldoris. Cinematography by Fernando... How do we say this? Argulies? Argulies. Edited by King Wilder. Distributed by Empire Pictures. Released January 13th, 1989. Runtime of 88 minutes. Budget of 130,000. Gross. We don't know. I'm guessing it doesn't have a gross because it was, I think it went straight to video. Uh, This was made less than Halloween was. Chad, roll that beautiful beam footage. (laughs) There it is, guys. It's closing time. But the night crew still has work to do. Because there's one last customer who isn't satisfied. No, this creep keeps calling her. He's driving us nuts. Leave me alone. He wants to slash their prices. Who's that? He wants to get their inventory. In fact, he wants to chop until they all drop. I saw him kill Linda. And now he's turning their retail store. There's gonna be one more kill in here tonight. Into a wholesale slaughterhouse. Wow, not a way to give it away completely in the trailer. You know? Yeah, that, that was actually in my notes, and, and that's one thing, is the trailer and the VHS, the original VHS box art, re- revealed the killer. That's fucking crazy. That's, that's fucking that's stupid. I know, real yeah, quick. I know. So I'm going to say this now, then, because it, we just watched the trailer. So in other words, the name of the movie in this trailer doesn't match up to what it really is about. The original title of the movie was The Night Crew. They changed it. Uh, that after. would have been way better. That would have been way better because Intruder, mm-hmm. the guy's not intruding. No, no, he's not. What the I mean, fuck? 
protruding a knife into their sternum. But so uh, <laughs> let's get a plot rundown going so we can call uh, Victoria Australia. Yeah, let's call that sexy bastard. <laughs> so who's uh, gonna do a plot rundown this week? Bobby. Yeah. I'll go for it. Let's let Bobby do it. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> It's 10 p.m. and the employees of Michigan's Walnut Lake Supermarket are in for a really bad night. That's a shame. <laughs> the place is shutting its doors for good, and the night crew has a long shift ahead of them. Yes, she does. I mean, yes, they do. <laughs> Longer than they think. <laughs> <laughs> the lovely checkout girl has a deranged ex-boyfriend. The store's phone lines are cut, and the employees start dying in the most stomach-churning ways imaginable. A deranged killer is on the loose in the grocery store. Can anyone stop this murderous intruder? Oh, I see what you did there. Intruder. Bullshit. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Oh, man. So let's, uh, before we start talking about it, let's uh, call down to Victoria, Australia. And here from our dog gang and kangabanga, where Rhodey came from down under. Here we go. Brody Kane, Good. what's up? Good morning or afternoon, I should say. How yeah. y'all doing? Pretty good. How are you, brother? Not too bad, man. Not too bad. So, uh, Intruder, nineteen eighty nine. Thoughts, feelings. Well, right. Let me just start off the bat by saying it was insanely boring for the first part of the <laughs> Yeah, I was only really intrigued with one character. Um, due to the fact that it was Sam Raimi, just to see Mac for once. However, the second half of the film, holy fuck, it was amazing. Yes. Full throttle, ultraviolence, creative cinematography between each kill, and a huge shout out to Ted Raimi's death scene with Knife. Beautifully executed in the edit. I fucking love that so much. That was awesome. Awesome. So, uh, um, what was your favorite kill? Oh, it is, it's a toss-up between two of them. Okay. Now, the, the dope head box crushes thing, yes. I fucking love that. Or the uh, head decapitation by the sword that turned him into Terrence and Philip. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I thought that was awesome. Yes. Yeah. So it's a toss-up between those two. Um, yeah, so I'm happy yeah, with either one pretty much, but... I um I cannot praise this film enough on how good the kills were, especially who I found out was behind um the effects as well. That was that was pretty cool. Um, I've got one question, and it is: Was it just me, or did Dan uh, Dan Hicks sound like uh, Joe Exotic when he was walking down the aisle with the sandwich and decapitated head? Uh, I think it's kind of <laughs> wow. That's from, That's from Raising Arizona. That's from Raising Arizona. Oh, true. Yeah, all right. So I was waiting. I was waiting for him to start singing like "And I So Tiger." And I So Jesus. That one. That one was for you, Chad, Daddy. Know how much you love Joe. Thanks, Brody. Wonderful. Wonderful. Brody, before we let you go, give it a yeah score. Gore more score, yeah. 3.5. Oh, that's nice. respectable. I like nice. that score. Hell yeah, brother. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, as I said, last half was great first. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Fair enough. Well, next week we'll give you a call about uh, our film. Yep. Thanks for having me on the show today and uh, enjoy the rest of your night. Yep. Catch you later, brother. Catch up. We love you, Brody. Are you swan sorry? Okay, guys. So that was uh, Brody Kane from Victoria, Australia. Our doppelganger, Kangabanga from down under. So moving on with the show. <laughs> Let's discuss, as Brody said, the film's a slow burn at the beginning mm -hmm. and then goes yeah. balls out 80s slasher. Yes, and very much so. Glory, glory. Of Fuck yes, dude. It was fantastic. Yeah, it was, yeah. this was a pleasant surprise. And, and, and I, like I, like Brody said, and we all agree, the first half hour or so. Once that first kill happens, it's just fucking right. game over. Right, dude. And yeah. very yeah. diverse kills, too. Mm-hmm. Very diverse, uh, very gory, well doc, well made. It's shit. Can I say somebody who's worked around a cardboard compactor for a lot of his life? I've always kind of wondered about that. <laughs> like, oh man, dude. Yeah, but those things are supposed to have safety sensors in them. They stop whenever something breaks that barrier. Uh, on yeah, then again, okay. okay. I mean, supposed to is. Very loose terms sometimes when she and that looked that. that looked like a really old one too, so it may not yes. have the safety features. It was a smaller one too compared to what I'm used to. Like I'm used to one you could probably throw in like three or four side, like the one in the office. office. Oh yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> There's one disappointment that I had. And What's that? Because I wanted to see it when the guy's over there making sure his palm is good, and you just see the meat slicer there. Please tell me I'm not the only one that oh, yeah. his face shoved in there and sliced yep. to pieces. I, I I was hoping for that too. That I'm like looking at him like, oh, no, oh, come on, that. like I've, I've never up. seen an auto slicer like that. Ah, honestly. Yes, they that oh they yeah, they, oh yeah, they guys, poultry guys. Ah, uh, yeah, oh uh, yes. I've only uh, seen snippets, unfortunately, but yeah, but no, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah meat those, slicers like that have an auto setting. Yeah, they all have it. I worked at a place that made them. It, it, of course you, you can you can fuck with those <laughs> any way you want. I say I did. I used one at the pizzeria, but I never used it in the auto setting like that. You fucking. Um, put it this way: it's not the safest way. Yeah, I've right. Never worked in food. I, had, no? I, worked, I worked up here at Riverside oh. for a few months. Can so I, I say that? I actually, and everything. Out of, fun. out of a lot of jobs, dude, like actually, the food industry can be one of the most satisfying ones, if I should mm -hmm. say. Because there's nothing better than when somebody comes back, dude, and they really have, like, the hardest fucking dick, dude, from eating, like, some sandwich you made them or some bullshit like that. And they're just like, oh, my God, it was so fucking good. Blah, blah, Make it again. It's just like a nice pat on the back. You don't yeah. I like how it's not saying about a girl coming back. It's a guy with a hard dick. Yeah. Over his food. Because you... <laughs> <laughs> Usually it was always dudes coming back complimenting. We do not discriminate here. No, we don't. Hey, we don't judge. <laughs> I just want to say Pride Month is over, so. Yes. You mean Cultural Appropriation Month. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, sorry. <laughs> I'm sure there's another Pride Month going on this month. There's got to be something. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's gotta, isn't it disabilities or something? I don't, I don't know. I can't keep track anymore. I apologize. <laughs> Anyways. But yeah, getting back to the movie, I mean, there were some fantastic shots. Like, I loved all the shots that were shown where the, it was like seen through like a bottle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was when, like, when he was in the office. I actually, I have a whole fistful of notes. So yeah, I'm I took home. 
Wait, I love I love the shot through the green liquor bottle on the, yes, on um, the owner's desk and the one where whiskey bottle shot slash death mm-hmm. uh, because they use it as to bring in the scene to end the scene and also to mask the killer's face yep. prior to killing him and it is perfectly well done and uh, all I can say is is that a so such terror train nod and there's tons of other nods. To other slasher films, including uh, Part Four and Black Christmas. Oh, oh yeah, the, the Part Four was the like, yeah, I picked up on that and too. And also, uh, the Black Christmas Billy nod whenever he's breathing super heavy up in the attic, and then he slams yeah. the door shut. Oh, yeah, I didn't pick up on that. <laughs> oh, very good, very good. There was a lot although I did catch the blackout window that the dude was slapping at the end, and it looked up and he couldn't see in. I was oh man, peeping the whole fucking time. All right, and also. And I, Brody's going to love this. I would love to see a production shot from outside during the scene where he she sees the guy coming to deliver the, the produce in the morning mm-hmm. and he gets stabbed. I want to see the <laughs> they had outside that fucking wall, like window to put that amount of fucking light in to illuminate that entire building on that one side and then for her to hold that knife and it shine everything back up into her face if you watch the scene back when she flips the knife sideways it shines a bright light in her face like super fucking bright like yeah i was wondering what that was but i'm like (laughs) something in editing they're pumping light from everywhere from outside instead of from inside they did it in hollywood five as well in the barn scene yeah do you think they might have also had oh yeah 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 yeah. now of the knife it could have been it could have been. There's a lot of scenes like that. Uh, also, like whenever the guy gets stabbed in the sternum with the long knife, there's a, a a light cast directly on that, so you can see the reflection of the blood and everything around it on the knife. It's it's a it's a very like highly polished. Dude, that produce kill. Once he got to that point, he he was just really having fun with it at that point. Yes, because oh, he even yeah. went with the he even went with the cartoon like fucking boop, on the head. Oh, like, we didn't mention that. This is our first full moon features film. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, and and if you check on two, this is our first Sam Raimi film. Yes. Ooh. Oh yeah, right, right, right. We didn't do any of the evil dads, but it is our second supermarket film and our second Ted Raimi film. Yes. Oh God, Blood Rage. Yeah, and our first supermarket film would have been Silent Night, Deadly Night. Ah. Real quick. Uh, what Johnny was saying before with the produce kill. He kills all those people at the beginning in the fucking store. I wouldn't yes. say it's a supermarket, but it's more yeah, like, that's It's still a store. I guess it kind of counts. Yeah. And we see all the same shit that we do here. With like the well, then that would make stuff. it our third if you're going by that because of... Uh, that's a convenient store. I was going to Chopping Mall. Oh, yeah, Splinter. Uh, yeah, the tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Tattoo. Yep. Yeah. Uh, okay. Snapchat. Yeah. Oh, God. But Johnny, what you said about the produce kill, my yeah. favorite part of his kill is when you find him later and as he goes up, he falls apart. <laughs> oh God, when we got down. <laughs> Jesus. That's too funny. That's too fucking funny. God damn it, Robbie. I need to see that shit later. He yes, is too so well prepared for our shows. <laughs> right? He has to. He's not doing that on the fly. <laughs> that has to have been made in, in advance. So is there yeah. anything else you guys want to discuss before we 
but the first I had, I had quite a few notes. Um, okay. One thing, and I noticed this, and this seems really stupid, but anytime it showed in the cereal aisle, and this kind of pissed me off, was how out of date the cereals were. Like on the shelf, there was Fruit Root cereal, which was discontinued in 1982. They showed uh, <laughs> Damn. Uh, Crazy Cow, which was discontinued in the 70s. This At the end, when he's coming after her, he breaks down this whole row of Frosted Flakes. And those boxes, I'm pretty sure, from the 50s or 60s. Did you see the near beer on the bottom shelf? Yes, I did. <laughs> Personally, man. Personally, I like the, uh, the beer brand beer. Was the yes. no, so the beer brand beer was the best, dude. Yes. Yeah, it so out of everything that could have been wrong with this movie, Chad had a problem with cereal. Uh, I didn't know you were such an enthusiast for cereal boxes. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. Hey, I, I take cereal very, very seriously. Yes. I'm a, I listen, love cereal. You know what? Um... There used to be a drinking game back in the day that we used to do, and it, uh, I can't remember what the hell. It might have been Kings or some bullshit or Aces, whatever. And there was one where you always had to do a category, like when you pulled like a Jack or an Ace or whatever like that. Mm-hmm. So that would always be one that we would throw out would be cereal brands. Because <laughs> me and my buddies, we would just start going fucking like Walmart and Wegmans off-brands bullshit. Like, we're like, yeah, dude, yeah, Apple Jacks, Jacks, Apple fucking Frogs, blah, blah, yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. Is there legit, dude? Like, you can best. Right. So, uh, also, why did they put a fucking camera in the trash can? Uh, what about the telephone? That was the, the telephone POV, like totally just. That was I, I didn't get that again. Uh, we did some research in the cinematographer. This is his first full length feature film. You know what? He went for it, dude. He he tried every little thing he wanted to try. I'll give him that. Some of his shots really paid off, like when she was hiding in that little display. The fifth and, and his face was in the bottle. Yes, that was no. a really executed shot. I loved that. Ex- uh, glad you mentioned that scene because, uh, dude, who doesn't love an always a good piss your pants scene? Oh, yeah. you know, like <laughs> With that, one, you really instill the fear when you see some fucking piss on the floor. Like, let me just say. And then, I don't think that, that, that wasn't pissed. She uh she broke she a bottle right before that. Yep. Terrence's parents thought she pissed herself too. I thought she pissed herself. No, nope. she didn't. She oh, knocked over it. a bottle before she went in or as she yeah. was in there. Uh, and then she had blood coming out of her nose, so that all filtered in too. You shouldn't have told me that. I wanted to go with the uh, Linda's makeup is fucking atrocious and kind of ruins uh her looks in this film. Yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just to get on that one. I just think it's like it's real heavy, and by the end of the movie, it's gone though. Oh, it's all sweated off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that girl has some severe blood clotting issues, by the way. Right, she was constantly bleeding. Yeah, fucking and, and that's there, something man. I do want to say that the, uh, the bathroom nosebleed scene is probably one of the best well shot fucking things in the world, uh, only because it instills a sense of eeriness. Because watching the figure pop up behind her in the stall, it's just the way it's shot is just fucking. <clears throat> I, I don't know. I just kind of felt like you were peeping Tom watching it. That and yeah. every fucking yeah. scene, they always hinted at something in the background that something was there, or someone was there, and it always allowed you to have the sense that you didn't know where the killer was during the story and at the, all. The ever. lighting was very well done too. Yeah, definitely played in the scenes like that. It didn't allow you to really. Uh... Oh, we didn't show the trailer, did we? Did we show the What the fuck am I thinking? Uh, yeah, because it showed the fucking killer. Right. Can I do mention? I do like some of the visual gags that they also used in this. Yeah, I wrote that. I was thinking yes. uh, because the sack of potatoes made me fucking laugh. I wrote that down. That was great. 
I was just like, yes! Half I'm off sale. Like, yeah, and then I wrote that too. That's <laughs> crushed fruit box. Yep, the, the crushed fruit box. Yeah, dude. Uh, and how brutal was this guy that he completely dismembered everybody after he killed them? Mm-hmm. Yo, like, that was Sam Like everybody was also, chopped into pieces. I uh, like that Sam Raimi wasn't dead. He's got he was, fucking... Like he was actually looking at her when he hooked her arm. He was like, yeah. yeah. I, I, I want to say dude, that he was, he was wide-eyed at her, dude. It could be. You never know. Could have been. He talk because he's got a giant fucking hook in his mouth. Exactly. Like, also, is that that wouldn't really be a fatal injury. No. Not no. necessarily. It just hurt like a son of a bitch. Yes, it would. Especially, yeah, if you just, I mean, they were in like the base would He would probably be the only survivor in that situation. Pretty much. But did anybody else notice the untruly strength of this guy? Picking up the Bro. one guy by one hand. And like stabbing up, like really? Damn it, Bobby! Stop taking big questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, we'll ask I can it. just attribute that to a Michael Myers nod. Then that's it's fine because he definitely yeah. one-handed that motherfucker, no problem. Oh yes, he certainly did on a five-six frame. Like, <laughs> like, no fucking no. Yeah, dude. Hey, man. When you're that pissed off, when you're about to lose your store, and you've been there for your whole life. You know I, mean? I uh, I no laughed fuck. fucking hard when he's like uh, the wacky tabacky fucking line. <laughs> fucking killed me. And then uh, the last thing I have is uh, two last things actually is the stalking music is so fucking good, and the Tubi transfer is fucking ass. Some scenes Amazon are- Prime, baby, Amazon Prime. I watched it on Tubi. I had it on I Prime. Way to watch it. I couldn't find it anywhere else, really. And the best part about Tubi was right after the fucking uh, bandsaw slice is when it said, about to take a break in. And I was like, yeah, perfect timing. <laughs> oh, my break was at the fucking uh, the box cutter. The, the oh, when he threw it back. Angled, the quickly three angled cut talking together box cutter thing that makes it super aggressive. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. And then it <laughs> Did the commercial and then it cut back one. Awesome. <laughs> See, I had it on Amazon Prime. It was the unrated version. Oh, uh, I think Tubi was the unrated version too. Oh, okay. Yeah. I paid you know, the $3.99 the for it. Full Moon only has the unrated version, I believe. So did you guys have the Full Moon from the audio issues? What's that? <laughs> uh, I will point out two things that will fuck you guys so hard. When uh, Bruce Campbell slams the guy down, yes. it makes no noise on the car. But when he hits him, it makes a noise. When she <laughs> grabs the jar of uh, uh, yeast, it, it, it makes two breaking noises. As soon as she grabs it, and then when she hits him over the head. Yeah. Oh, yep, yep, yep. There is severe audio mixing issues throughout this. So. Oh, yes. Yeah. Dude, when she hits him over the head, that is like the most muffled, like, doof. Yeah, <laughs> like, that was not what I was expecting at all. That's a good question, Brody. That's a very good question. Maybe uh, hit him up on Twitter or Instagram and ask him. I don't think he directed any of this shit. I think this I was just, uh, just kind of produced it. Yeah. Yeah. He just kind of sat back. He did his, he's like, yo, man, he's like, I'll produce it. He's like, but well, you're going to let me in it. He's like, all right. I could see. Well, he and Scott Spiegel are old friends. So, like, they wrote Evil Dead together. Well, I mean, maybe just, I don't know. Yeah. This features a lot of Evil Dead actresses. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, there's a fucking character named Linda. Can we? Can we talk about though, like the Bruce Campbell dictees that this movie is? If oh, very, a very, very thin Bruce Campbell dictees at that. A very right. 
Well, this is like right after Maniac yeah. Cop, I imagine, right? Maybe right around the same time. Probably at the same time, yeah. I think so. Uh, so, but yeah, dude, like, you know, you hear Bruce Campbell, then you're like, yeah, and then you're like, oh, last 30 seconds of the movie, sweet. And he's gone. <laughs> yep. That was is wearing it. his uh, appropriate deli attire. Yes. Per uh, Sam Raimi. Yes. So, uh, by the way, I'm impressed that you guys all mentioned all the stuff that I had written down for my notes. Oh, <laughs> I on the same page. Oh, shit. You steal your thunder, sir. No, no, no. It's cool. What's going on? So, uh, do we have any behind the scenes? Oh, yeah. Actually, we do. Yes. Let's do it. Oh, let's see. Pull that shit up. Let's pull that shit up. We have Bruce Campbell, Sam Raimi, and Ted Raimi were all heavily promoted by Paramount as the stars of the film, and their names feature prominently on video and DVD artwork. None of them are actually the stars of the picture. <laughs> nope. Yeah, you said Bruce Campbell. Most of the reason. That's, I, I guarantee this would be a four out of five if they actually had Bruce Campbell in it longer than five minutes. He was super oh, yeah. fucking pissed and went down at that. <laughs> <laughs> the film was shot in an actual grocery store in Bell, California during the evenings when the store was closed. Ah. Okay. But so I actually, I read, I read a conflicting report about that that said that it was a, a van, an old, like, out-of-business grocery store, and they brought some company <laughs> in the, that specialized, they, they stored discontinued items or whatever. Ah. Like store so I don't know which one's actually true and which one's not. But this would I mean, be on IMDb. If it was the first one, it'd be even funnier because imagine if like they made them like actually kind of do some work, so they really were the night crew. Huh. They probably they probably did have to do something like that because they want their own goods damaged. Right. That's true. What's the, up, film was originally entitled, the film was originally titled The Night Crew, but distributors felt the film would be more marketable if it was given a more generic slasher movie title. It was then released as Intruder. What up, Rob Mello? You guys don't know him. I ever watched uh, Happy Death Day 1 and 2. He is mm-hmm. the babyface killer. Right on. Uh, said pretty fog. awesome. Did we, or did we talk something about the fog? Was it? Let's no, see. we talked about the uh, Intruder 1989, Rob. Uh, I was hoping Bruce was the killer. We all were hoping Bruce was the killer. Mm-hmm. But we got Joe Exotic. That would have been wonderful. Right? Has he ever played a bad guy? I mean, he was kind of a dick and maniac cop. He cheated on his but wife. He's not a bad guy. Yeah, yeah but he wasn't. He was questionable. Uh, no, I don't think he's ever. I don't remember him playing the villain ever. I mean, even as worse, like when he played Jack of All Trades, like, you know, like he fucked over Hercules a few times. But that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see the one episode? Um, I can't remember if it was Hercules or Xena where they went back in time and they had him and the, there was two Atollicus. Like there was a younger and an older one, and they ripped off the scene with Evil Ash and Good Ash from Army of Darkness. No, that's awesome oh. though. It was hilarious. Oh, okay. Because that'd be like what mid? They'd be like post ninety five, probably. Like yeah, ninety seven. Hey, so, yeah, that's awesome. Dude. I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. What makes this different from the normal stuff? The reserve, L- limited quantity type stuff. No. <sighs> To be honest, I'm not entirely sure. And this, I think this contains THCA. And I think uh, Wake and Bake Sidebar. I think it has to do with the uh, the plant that it comes from more than anything. Okay. Because a lot of the, what we have in the reserve uh, in like the LLRs or the flower 
Like we don't carry that in like the generic, the the, the lower. So strain. it's like more rare strains. I think so. Okay, fair enough. Okay. Yeah, I got some of this stuff. It was on sale. What did you say that one was? Uh, lime sorbet. Okay. Yeah. That is a pretty popular. That is uh that is appropriate for this uh nice hot day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Okay, back to Gormore. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, the song that Randy, Sam Raimi sings, was also featured in the Evil Dead directed by Raimi. Emil Sitka's character says the line, hold hands, you love birds. Emil Sitka was known for saying this line in the Three Stooges shorts, which Sam Raimi is a big fan of. It was also written on his tombstone. Yes, it was. I know. That. <laughs> the head of one hand sandwich in the other speech was previously used in Raising Arizona. I've only seen that movie once, and it's been a really long time. So I guess I, I, mean, saw, I saw like the first half. Is that like, a TV I, show as well? I think they did do that as a TV show. Yeah. yeah, that was the one with Nick Cage, right? Yeah. Okay. Crazy hair and the mustache. Hey. I mean, yep, mm. yep. Uh, director Scott Spiegel cameos as the ill-fated Red Man, uh, the produce delivery guy. That was him. Oh, good. Which, uh, by the way, I, I I had this written down, and I forgot to mention it. One thing that pissed me off is at the end. When she goes in the phone booth, phone booth pulls out a quarter and calls nine one one. Yeah, you didn't have to do that for nine one one. No, you don't yeah, need to call nine one one. Yeah, that, that was like literally the only free call you could do. That zero. I, I I just remember there was something in the film and I can't remember. They did something to like show you that they were hypocrites on purpose. Wait, what? I don't think I have anything written down like that. Fuck, Wait, who was hypocrites? They did something to. They did something on purpose in the film, that kind of like made the other the thing that just happened not make any sense on purpose. I can't remember what the fuck it was. Oh, the bottle breaking. Okay, so what they did was is uh, whenever that chain scene is happening, he gra- she grabs a full bottle, breaks, hits him in the head with it, and it doesn't break. Right. But the next bottle she grabs is pretty much the same fucking thing, another full bottle, and he breaks it and shatters. Yeah. Yeah. And it happens within like a five fucking second span. <laughs> hmm. It's true. Yeah. Yo, man, I give kudos to her for hiding in the popcorn stand. That was actually a pretty little ingenious. But because of the hypocritical thing, she was found out there. Right. If she, if, if, if it wouldn't have broken like the one. You're right. Broken. Now that you mention it, now I, yeah. I see, I did forget about that bottle breaking. So that's why I thought she was peeing herself. So if she just would have had a bloody nose and that bottle wouldn't have broke, she never would have been found. Yeah. And also, if you notice, it, it, it well, shot What about her. the light that was shooting up? Because it was kind of showing her shadow up there, too. Yeah, so again... Like that was kind of giving her away, though. Yeah, I didn't... Where, but where did that light come from? outside that display and shows her inside, and it's fucking lit up. Right. Like... Yeah, it's... it's Which I'm sure was for our benefit to show us that yeah. she was in there. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot wrong with that scene as it all doesn't add up at first. Okay, and then here's another part that didn't add up for me. Like right at the end when uh, she's trying to get in her Jeep and she opens the door and the body falls out with a knife sticking in it. Yeah. So he starts pulling her out from under the... We don't see her grab the fucking knife. But he's, he, she stabs her. He's like, where'd you get the knife from? It's like, you left it in the fucking corpse. Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean... Where'd you get the knife from? I know. You left it there. This movie was more about the kills that happened and not, you know. Yeah. Yeah. 
So continuing on, at one point in pre-production, Toby Hooper was originally set to direct. Fuck. Really? That would have been cool. That could have been a very interesting, uh, definitely very different movie. What, what Who did the effects for this film? Can be. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's uh, the Paramount VHS video cover, along with various other video and DVD releases, and the film's trailers all reveal the identity of the killer, thus spoiling the film's dramatic tension. I'm glad I didn't want to see the trailer before I watched this. Yeah, no. Yeah, I'm saying. I would have been pissed. You would have not had to watch the movie, really. Right? Exactly. The town where this film is set, Walnut Lake, Michigan, is named after a lake in West Bloomfield, Michigan, called Walnut Lake. Director Scott Spiegel, the Rainey Brothers, and Bruce Campbell grew up in the West Bloomfield slash Bloomfield Hills Just area. announced brand new Constantine live-action movie with J.J. Abrams to direct. But will it have Keanu Reeves? Yes. Really? Yes. What? Now that would be awesome. I'm surprised they're not doing using that dude from fucking WB or whatever that was doing it. The DC mm-hmm. multiverse exists, so we can do all that shit now. That is true. Super That's hot. true. You're right. Constantine the main focus of DC in their animated world, so. Dude. We're going to see a, a live-action Justice League Dark type thing. Guarantee it. Yes. As long as you have Swamp Thing, I don't know if that'll be awesome, dude. Think about it. They're doing the Snyder Cut, which introduces Dark Side. In the new in the new 52 era, okay, I'll come with some Kaiju sidebar. Uh, in the new 52 era, Constantine is the one to go back and ultimately kill Dark Side during Apocalypse War. He does that by his girlfriend putting a spell that when she says it, 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 it tells him to go back to Earth as to as he is the last hope for Earth. So he does that, sends himself back to Earth, doesn't understand why he left everybody there to get murdered, and then he is the one who convinces Superman to help him with the fight and everything, and then ultimately it's his magic powers that save the fucking day. So, if they're doing all of this to ultimately give us a live-action apocalypse war... That would be fucking With dope. Keanu Reeves as John Constantine, Henry Cable as Superman, and Ben Affleck as Batman. Oh my god, Marvel, you gotta fucking run for your money, buddy. I don't know. <laughs> Can we kill off the Joker, though? That's convinced. Hopefully, though. That's a big hopefully. Yeah, not convinced. Right. Yeah, until I see it now. If, if they do do a live action apocalypse war, we get to see Diana Prince get ripped in half. They won't do that. Yeah, yeah. Got it. They won't do that, dude. <laughs> Never gonna happen. Never gonna happen. You can see Batman ripped in half before Wonder Woman, dude. You'd have the fucking oh, yeah. so outraged at that. Yeah, I thought that too. Uh, also, in Apocalypse War, you get to see Shazam get his leg eaten by a fucking parademon, like while he's alive, and he's just sitting there fucking taking it. Oh, and then God. that Shazam power fills in. No, like it's always. It's always fucked up when they kill off Shazam in some way or another, dude, because you're just like... Dude, he martyrs himself at the end. It's fucking terrible. Well, I'm just thinking, like, even in, like, Injustice, dude, like, when Superman fucking, like, literally lasered right through his fucking head, you're like, oh, shit, dude, you just killed a 10-year-old boy. Uh, Hashtag justice for Shazam. Yeah, Yeah, right. Uh, Okay, back to Gormore. Back to Gormore. (laughs) (laughs) The film is partially based around Scott Spiegel's experiences working at the real Walnut Lake Market in Michigan. There was also something of a remake of an earlier Super 8 short film. <laughs> short film. Flash of story called Night Crew and featured a more Halloween-inspired killer. They could have gone with any of those masks. Right? Yeah. They did have a plethora of them up there. Plethora. 
Director Scott Speedball originally thought of having the final shot go all the way down Jennifer's throat and inside her body to her heart, and the movie would end on a freeze frame as the heart stopped beating. That'd be dope. That's cool. That'd be cool. Yeah, I mean, it'd be on par with the rest of the fucking weird-ass shots in the movie. Yeah. Yes, it would have worked out perfectly. Remember, a lobster tank was heavily featured. <laughs> but no lobsters were harmed. <laughs> Originally, Sam Raimi's character in the film was supposed to be gutted by a meat hook. It was changed, though, when Sam's brother Ted thought of the gag where Sam's hung like a piece of meat. Ah. Just the two brothers trying to fuck with each other more. That was my take on it, too. Okay. The original VHS release from Paramount Home Video contained the R-rated version, which was missing five minutes of gore footage. Nearly all of KMB's effects footage was removed. The 2005 US DVD by Wizard Video represents the director's cut. Synapse Films released an uncensored version on the combo DVD Blu-ray in 2011. In 2017, 88 Films released the film uncensored on DVD and Blu-ray with bonus features double-sided cover art and a restored and remastered version of the film. And in 2019, Full Moon Features released the 30th anniversary, which was remastered from the original camera negative and features the uncensored version of the film. So this thing's been released like four times on DVD. Damn. Okay. Dude, that, that second to last one, man, that had some shit with it. Holy. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that is all I got from my notes, gentlemen. Okay, guys. So that means we're going to move on to John's question. Well. Uh, Bobby kind of teetered on it a little bit, but uh, yeah, how the fuck was this dude so strong? <laughs> Seriously, like he was one handing him. That boy is five six. No fucking way. PCP. No there we go. PCP. Angel dust. And so, okay, yeah, it's okay. Fuck it, dude. <laughs> I like it. Um. So when Ted Raimi died, did the guy like steal the knife in one fluid motion, or did he have his own knife that he killed him with? You know, I in that I've same style chop. Because like Ted Raimi's just going to fucking town, and then all of a sudden you see the hand come down in the same motion, but it's like, wait, he just chopped himself. No, head, no it's, it's the way it's cut, dude. It's the it's, way it's, it's cut is they cut the swings together. Right, but it's like it almost. It, you didn't even I know like, it looks like it's one fluid motion, but that's the yeah. whole fucking point of it. But it's just like how it's like. So did he go back? But you feel like even if he went back and somebody grabbed it, like you know what I mean? You, you would know. know. Yeah, well, like for you know, one, like, that, that scene was fucking killer. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it because I love the right. Like I love the split of the headphones and everything, dude. It was great. Like it was just it was it just was so weird. fast. I was just like, yeah, wait, it was a weird fuck? cut. Again, we're going. Cut. You're saying this is a weird cut, and again. Heavily featured a lobster tank. That's true. With only two lobsters. Yes. And a hand. And a hand, and a hand eventually, yes. Um, I also noticed, this isn't really a question, but I guess it is for you guys. Uh, did you notice that when the fake head was there, when she saw it, the bandsaw head, the cut was up like another like inch on the head in comparison to where he actually like yeah. cut him during the scene? I did notice that, yeah. I was like, wait a minute. I'm like, dude, they specifically showed him like going through teeth. And then like they like have it placed there, and it's like through the nose. Yeah, early K and B made a lot of mistakes like this. But this only been like one of their very first ones, so you know, like yeah. Um, Four years later, they would switch Jason's eyes. Huh. Right? Yeah, I still don't know how they wanted to do that one, but all right. 
Thanks, Roger. Appreciate that. Uh, appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. I figure it's a lot. That is a lot bigger than I thought it would be. Yeah. And that is what she said. <laughs> that is my James Groman uh, DC artist alley Two-Face. James Groman, uh, you may know him as the creator of Mad Balls. Balls. Uh, but yeah, other than that, gentlemen, I don't have any other questions unless you got them. I mean, we've been asking them kind of all the way through, so. Awesome. Listeners, any questions? Yeah. So, uh, of the movie, we would have to say The Boyfriend. Craig! Oh, yeah. Because he's super rapey vibe. He punches her right off the bat. Yeah. And then the fucking kissing scene was enough to make you fucking sick. Yep. Yeah. But the owner of the store was a pretty big douche, too, because he didn't care what the fuck happened. He just wanted money. This is true. Yeah. So he kind of set everything in motion. Yeah. I feel like Craig was still the bigger... Yeah. He he was going to do some bad shit if he had the minute to. But they had to have somebody as a red herring somewhere, so... A couple red herrings. Yeah, but obviously Craig was the... Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, you didn't even feel bad for when she, like, actually accidentally, like, shanked him a little bit. You're like, oh. You're like, oh, shit, Craig. (laughs) Fuck it. Okay, so, uh... Everybody, what do you think, Chad? I I threw my two cents, yeah. Uh, Chad? That's not cranberry sauce. (laughs) No, it's not. Okay. So, favorite kill, uh... Craig's mullet was pretty badass. Yes, I do agree. Uh, favorite kill is Deli Saw for days. Runner up will be. Hmm, uh... he's got to think. There's a glide. I do like the cleaver attack where he hits the dude and it cuts off a portion of his fucking head. Is mm. that the is that the Deli Saw still? Uh, yes, no. yeah, because he slams yeah. him down and then he so starts pulling him across. It's just before, yeah, yeah okay. So, yeah, by Deli, so I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll just say Deli, so okay, Bobby. All right, um, I I have the first and a runner. I do love the Deli saw, but one of my favorite ones is, is Ted Raimi mm-hmm. because he cuts the headphones in half. Like, I, I like the aspect of it all just fell apart. Because I also like when he goes back up that um, elevator, his body falls apart. So I wanted to know what else he actually did with the body. Well, like I said, he hacked every one of those bodies to pieces. Oh, he yeah. did. You all caught the knife being like missing and everything, right? Yeah. Like the lead up to that, like the fucking sweet like knife missing from the wall, like whenever he shuts the door, and then you're like, oh fuck, he's gonna die. <laughs> Also, audio without a sink there. Mm-hmm. Ah. Yeah, as so, yeah. he opened the door, the fucking knife disappeared with the noise. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Ted Raimi, and then my runner-up is the saw, so I reversed the saw. It's not that I didn't love it, I just liked how it was executed for Ted Raimi. Okay. Chad? I gotta go with the saw. It, it was just, it was painful to watch. Yeah. Made you cringe. Great, great effects work there. Yeah. John? Uh, saw just because obviously you know anything with teeth, dude, is just gonna make me like shut. It's gonna make you cringe, dude. Just fuck that up. But my runner-up is gonna have to be the uh, the manager eye stab with the uh, him just hitting the ticket receipt or the uh, calculator. Yeah, and, and uh, the blood pooling up on the light, just turning the entire room red. That was just a cool fuck. 
that was a that was a great. Granted, he wasn't actually dead, so I don't. You know, some people could argue. He was eventually. Yeah. I didn't expect him to be up in the attic, though, still alive. I figured he was. Well, he didn't yeah. die until he cut his fucking head off. So. Yeah, this is true. Which, oh my god, dude! I was so happy when he gave it a kiss, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best fucking head puppet, dude. Ah. Uh, okay, so dang. best scene. Ooh, I got mine. <laughs> Whiskey bottle for me. Mine. How great of it is. Mine is when he's following her down the hall, and he starts saying, "Swinging in the head in one hand and a sandwich in the other." That's yeah. That's my favorite. Yeah. Did anybody catch? Uh, before we go on any further, anybody catch the door smacking the fucking light, and then no light being cast on the actual fucking light? No. Okay. No. No. Every time she go outside, it smacked the fucking light above her, but the light wouldn't fucking change. Well, go back and watch. Whenever she opened that door to go outside, it, it always fucking hit the light. Continue. Okay. Best scene, Chad. I would say the scene from when we figure out he's the killer, when she's running down along the aisles, and he's just jumping from conveyor to conveyor. Yes, <laughs> I thought that was really cool. That's intense. That was intense. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I mean, besides the one, just that whole last act when he exposes himself to her, he's like, as the full killer, or she figures it out, I guess. What Did I miss something? You exposed yourself? <laughs> yeah. That and using the uh, the store owner's head as a puppet. That was, was pretty great. That was pretty, that was, that was pretty cool. cool. That was ballsy. Oh, gentlemen, I only have question. By the, uh, what the fuck's that movie? Uh, the French movie with the decapitated head. High fuck. tension. Yep. Oh yes, yeah. He's giving himself a fucking bee jibber. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> oh god, I forgot. I love that shit. It's been a long time since I've seen so, that. So first place, high tension. That's on place, movie. It's on movie. movie. Third, third place. Where he's gonna go to blood rage with the decapitated head wrapped in the extension cord. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> he did that shit so fast, dude. So fast. <laughs> I'm a motherfucker, dude. If we ever had a killer showdown, I'm going to say he's going to be in the top like three easily. Dude. Like, what kind of killer showdown are we talking about? Everything that we reviewed so far. Because this guy was just this guy was just as brutal as Terry was. True. Yeah. Dude, just to him. So, just even a showdown yeah, between him uh, and Terry. Oh, I can't forget about. I, feel like I would give it to Terry though, man. Terry's brutal in a good way. Because whenever yeah. he stabbed that bitch with the scissors, he twisted, and they showed it. Yeah, I, I think I think John's right. I got to give it to Terry because he was doing it just because he loved killing. And Terry has the added benefit of a scapegoat. That, yeah, brother, he's yeah. a younger he's a younger guy. He's probably the best in shape out of all of them and everything. And his one liners are fucking memorable, <laughs> right? And he's totally got that, like, dude, my dad's a lawyer kind of thing going for yeah, him. Yeah. He's going to get off scot-free anyways, dude. He's good to go. He could easily transition into a life of pro, pro wrestling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he could have been the next Ric Flair. Yeah. Woo! Woo! Okay, guys. So. Yeah, well, I'm just going to suss it out real quick. Uh, continue on. Uh, where were we? Opening scene. Uh, the opening scene. Um, no. Not really. Because. Because there was no opening scene. It literally said intruder and then gave you three minutes of intro credits. Yeah, that didn't hook me in. The music did, but not the scene itself. 
right? I mean, that one shot of the moon was sweet, but for three minutes, I feel it was a little bit long. Yeah. <laughs> it's like there was a video made about me yesterday. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Wait. By who? Old, uh, old Lurch. It's all dark and not so handsome. Oh, you mean not me? Uh, this this gentleman also spazzed out on my Facebook yesterday. Oh shit! Hmm. Oh, so God. so you're saying he slandered you? Yes. Oh. Mm. If you're watching, uh, Duback has lawyers. Watch what you say. Continue. Uh, where are we? Opening scene. Yeah, I like the opening scene only because of how fucking weird and awkward it is, and it truly uh. Like, oh, from the cinematography and the interaction standpoint, yeah, it's just a super fucking weird way to open a film, so I love it. Hmm. Interesting. I love it because it's so fucking different. Rocky Tennis. <laughs> what the fuck, Rocky? Oh, oh, Rocky Tennis. <laughs> that's the sequel. Oh, God, that's a good one. Let's crowdfund that shit right now. <laughs> Opening scene for uh, we all said no. We didn't no, like it. Yeah, it was a best tits, hottest girl. I'm not gonna go with Linda because she's all makeup, but I will go with her friend. And what's her name? Oh, um, we're we talking Charlie Sheen's sister. Yeah, or the main girl. Charlie yeah, Sheen's talking sister. Oh, Charlie Sheen's sister. Oh, Charlie Sheen's sister. She's yeah. she's the girl who dies in the jeep. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's the hot one, Linda. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer is all makeup. Okay, then, then, then I agree with you. Yes, I loved you her. I was thinking the friend was hotter. She was great in Sleepaway Camp too. Agreed. Agreed. Well, uh, is that Unhappy Campers? Yeah. Yeah, that's the second one. Continuing on with our review of 1989's Intruder. Although, I, I, like I said, I do want to point out again that a complete 360 is a full. <laughs> yeah, a full you circle. come back to where you started from, you stupid fuck. Yes. <laughs> oh, where were we, gentlemen? Boy, this yeah, escalated quickly. So actually, where was uh, best this tits, hottest girl? Yes. Uh, so Linda. we all answered. I think we all could agree with Charlie Sheen's sister. Oh, the brunette. Yeah, yeah. That's a guess. Awesome. If that's Linda, that's Linda. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, oh, uh, best tit. Uh, sorry, the, the score set the mood. Uh, see, there was scenes where music didn't like fit at all. Yeah. Right. And then there were, but the stalking scenes and the music that go with the stalking scenes is fucking incredible. So it was hit or miss. Did it set the mood? Yeah. Kinda. 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 Depending on the scene, it did. Uh, Brody, you did make a trailer. The uh, TJ Bowser Power Hour trailer is waves better than that. And it's 45 seconds. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All size 15 wide soccer kick homie in the shin. <laughs> nice. So, guys, uh, uh, best song? Are we all just going to agree the Evil Dead fucking yeah, yeah cameo? That was, that was about the only yeah. thing. There's yeah. nothing else there. Favorite character? Uh, I want to say the killer because he's so nuts. Yeah? Yeah. Because because he, he's also funny. Yeah. Really it definitely had a terrible You know what I mean? <laughs> I got to go with Ted Raimi. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Ted Raimi was rocking it the whole time. <laughs> Just you know, fucking jamming out. Actually, you know what? No. The guy drinking beers in the back. Yeah, he was. <laughs> the, the one that was watching them make out. That yeah. guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cardboard box. Maybe, that. Just... Wait, maybe I should go with the star of the movie. 
30 seconds, Bruce Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I, I mean, I could honestly say either the Ramey boys, but obviously that just be more of, you know, because we love them regardless. But I mean, Ted was jamming out pretty fucking hard, dude. He always gets in his weird little side characters, man. Like, that would be me if I was not bothered at work. I'd be jamming out all goddamn day. Right. right. If you were left by, if you were just left by yourself in the back, I'd, I'd be like, like, yeah. But mm. yeah, you know what? I'm gonna agree with him. I'm gonna agree with Ted yeah. I'm going with that because it's me at work. So yeah. <laughs> you know what? This is how he died, leading from um, Terry's phone where he was selling condoms in the beginning there. <laughs> like, this is, he could have been the same guy right no, no. that's what he did on the weekends and then this was his actual normal job and he just got you know he could be singing gotta sell my condoms tomorrow <laughs> so guys uh that song favorite was it scary uh no no the really. only like i said the only kind of scary scene is the fucking nosebleed bathroom scene only because like it's Paper. so fucking yeah, I feel I almost feel like we need to remove this question from our list just because we've seen so many movies. It takes a lot to scare us to say I've been desensitized is the understatement. I don't know, but there's right. sometimes sometimes there's a lot of. But even though we always answer no, we always usually try to find areas that, you know what I mean? Stand, yeah. Whether it's creepy sure. or it, at least every movie, something like every movie, no matter how cheesy we have, has that moment of you going. Or more like cringy, but yeah. then it's the whole movie scary. No, correct. It's that one scene, so okay. it does fit. But then be specific about it. Mm. Fair enough. We'll have to discuss this later on. Yeah, when we're drunk, <laughs> oh. that could happen right now. Don't get me started. I'll, I'll <laughs> I got the admiral right here. Uh, so where are we at now, Joe? We are at Doesn't Ball today. today. Absolutely. I mean, we're watching it, guys, and we're praising it here and there. And I think that that's a testament to this question in and of itself is the fact that we're talking about it right now. Yeah. yeah and it, it's it's a highly praised movie, yeah, in all honesty. Uh, yeah, it is. Once you got to get over that little bit of a lump in the beginning. Also, uh, Brody, uh, 88 Films has a release for this. Yeah. I'm, I just say that because they're his region. Ah, <laughs> fair enough. But yeah, this this was really good, and I think it holds up well. I mean, it's does it hold up as well as say pieces or blood right. rate? No, but it still holds up pretty well. Oh man, it's still good. Effects are For now, yeah. I think the effects were still great. Like oh, absolutely. And we're talking very early KNB before they really hit their stride. And I just like the variation of kills. You know what I mean? It's it, it was nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you know, you got a couple with the meat hook and everything. You've seen that shit before, but still, it's always fun to see it. Especially but they were like throwbacks. They were like an homage yeah. to a different film. Right. Like but, that and the meat cleaver in the hand was obviously part four. Dude, I'm sure there's a lot we missed. If we went back. And oh, I guarantee we missed some. Yeah. Dude, when I got them Billy Buds, I was fucking hyped. I can't believe I didn't catch up on that. Catch it. It's, it's... <laughs> right. All righty. So was the acting good or bad? I think it was all right. Uh, decent. I would say decent. They're, uh, the one dude who got killed in the compactor, he was pretty bad. Oh, yeah, the, the stoner dude. Yeah. He was probably, that guy was probably legitimately stoned. I, he seemed like it. Eh. 
as someone who does, I, I'm going to disagree with that, but unless he's like a, you know, this is like his first time or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. He just seemed like cliche surfer dude, stoner, like. Like Jeff Nicoli. Yeah. Oh, man. Yo, question for you guys, actually, mm-hmm. randomly enough. How many times did this movie drop the soap, a.k.a. the laundry detergent? That was such a funny <laughs> fucking gag. <laughs> It was enough times that TJ messaged me asking how many times is this box going to (laughs) fall? All I'm thinking is they had a little like air pneumatic there to push them fuckers. And they were just like, let's just keep doing it. (laughs) Did anybody find it really weird when the stoners eyes were just showing between those boxes? Like you look like you could have been the fucking killer. It's like, well, I think another red herring. Yeah. Okay, bro. Can you give me a box? What the fuck? Well, yeah, who throws a box cutter with the blade out, by the way? The killer. <laughs> the killer. Yeah, right. Dude, the way safety shit is now, man, like, we're not even allowed to have those type of box cutters in our factory anymore. I'm like, that's yeah. fucking bullshit, dude. Because wow, people cool. might cut themselves. And I'm like, so what? Let people cut themselves. That just means they're an idiot. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> There's a reason why warning labels no. were made. Yeah. For the next question, for the acting question, can, can we, like, alter it of... Who is the best actor? Killer. For this film. Who gave the best performance? I mean, the killer probably killer. gave it the best just because he had the most animated, especially towards the end. Yeah. But are the animated roles easier? What's no. That? No. I mean, I can go to 11 real easy. But you have to take it to 11 and make it believable. Yeah, true that. True that. You have, to, you have to go over the top without seeming like you're trying to be over the top. Right. Just like you're letting it slowly leak out. I was going to point to my Silent Night, Deadly Night poster. God damn it. <laughs> you're like where it would be. Right here. Oh, man. Hot take, Robofuck. Hot take. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. You know, I'm not going to say no. Yeah. So uh, for, for acting, yeah, I'll, I'll have to say the killer. But for a runner-up, the main female. Mm, yeah, I can it's that. put through hell. She is. In a lot of the movie, she's running from nothing, and she's selling the fuck out of it. This is true. Yeah, she does. All right. Yeah, I could see that. Okay. For a lot of the time, we don't see the killer chasing her. Well, yeah. She's she's what did Sam Raimi say to Craig when he was thrown outside? I laughed so hard. Oh, what fuck, the fuck? I can't remember. Oh, oh God. Wasn't it like fuck something? Oh. Yeah, I mean, that just means rewatch. Yeah, yep, that's exactly what it means. Rewatch. I don't know. I, I just she was there. I, you know, obviously she was so paranoid because she had her fucking stalker ass boyfriend, Craig, creeping on her ass all night long. Literally. Always them. They just never understand. Stalkers want love, too. That was an interesting night crew, by the way, because I was really confused until they brought it up that they were the actual night crew towards the end of the movie because they were like running the normal day style. And then they're like, all right, we're going to close the store. And I'm like, how long are these fuckers staying there for? But obviously, you know, having having been there, done that. Yes, that actually does does happen. Really? Yes. See, I mean, at least in my experience from retail, it was like. The retail part closes, and then like your overnighters come in, and they literally just work the legit overnight. There, so there'd be times where I would be there working, you know, normal hours, and the store closed at nine. And I'd be there to almost 
you know, 11 o'clock, you know, scrubbing the you know, I get, shop area or stocking shelves, things like that. Yeah, I guess in the restaurant biz, I mean, that pretty much what it was. So. Fair enough. Right. So, cinematography, boys. Okay, so this is a mixed bag. And when I say a mixed bag, let me break it down for you. Uh, there are some really good shots. There are some really wonky shots. Yes. There are some really bad shots. When I say wonky, they're neither good nor bad. They just kind of don't make sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bad shots are fucking bad, and the good shots are fucking tremendous. And this arguably might be the most creative uh, movie other than Terror Train. Like, uh, you know, from a DP standpoint, uh, but I'll tell you what, some of these uh, fixed positions that they utilize throughout the film as to give me something other than the norm, that's super fucking cool. Even like whenever they're talking next to the produce section, I'm gonna get that weird fucking angle from underneath the lip of the produce thing. Mm-hmm. Like, that works for that scene, but like it's a wonky fucking angle. See, I almost want to say that that's almost like a Sam Raimi kind of thing. That, I feel like he had his hand in that yeah. as far as at least setting up some of the shots. Trash can angle. Yeah, it's right. a angle. I, right. I definitely didn't like that one where they were talking and it was like the overhead shot over the aisle. Yeah. yeah that was, that was, shot one, this person talking. Shot two, this person talking. Shot one, this person talking. It was a lot like that really shitty shot in uh, Return of the Living Dead. Where it's the girl, it's like a far off shot of her walking down to um, the medical supply place. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah it was, that was a shit shot. Yeah. <laughs> no man, it was. Th- this was a bold. I, I feel like as for uh, cinematic take, it was a you know, he he tried a lot, and like TJ said, some worked, some failed. Right. Uh, Shots through the glasses are probably. They were, yeah, it was interesting. As far as I've seen, I see. I loved those shots, and the yeah, shot where then the shot where you think you're looking at the main character, the 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 girl head on, and then there's like a drop of water, and you see realize you're looking. Yeah, at that was cool. That was really cool. There's a lot of cool things in this fucking movie. Yeah, it's, cinematography. It's, I'm gonna say it's fucking amazing, only because it's such a mixed bag for me. And huh? I mean, he took a gamble. Right. Not all paid off, but the ones that did, he completely yeah, you know, fucking knocked out of the park. Yeah, I agree. Cinematography is wonderful. Premise. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, slasher. After yeah, our slasher. Door. slasher in the grocery store. Perfect. Uh, wonderful. Especially in the 80s, dude, when you're just pumping out slasher after slasher. Mm-hmm. Like, you had to think of a new place. Right. What if somebody's killing in the grocery store? Fuck it. Write it up. Let's do it. Yeah, and for this only being made for one hundred thirty thousand, you'd think they had a budget of a million, especially for actually, the yeah. dude. That's why I'm wondering if it if it was actually maybe like the rundown grocery store, like you were talking about earlier, right? Because that might be cheaper to get than like actually an active one that you could still film at. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if, if you get a rundown one, you got to supply all your own shit. Right, but the other one you might have to pay for way more expensive insurance, so you're not destroying their shit that they're that they need. But if you, but if you're doing a rundown one, you might have had to do some remodeling too. So. True, but then you can do. You know, that's easily ten thousand dollars. So I don't know. It'd be it'd be interesting to find out which one it really was, but maybe one day, maybe someday. Twenty twenty four when we re-review it. So, uh, recycle, rewind, or remake? I'm going to fucking rewind for days, guys. Yeah, rewind. I enjoy it. I mean, I would like to see maybe a remake. Yeah, I'm kind of in the remake category because I'd like to see an updated version of it. 
like especially with big stores big gas grocery stores that they have nowadays dude like yeah yo throw it inside of wegman's and let's see what happens would you change the whole killer and who he would be though like would it be the co-owner of the store or would you like change it change it like over? change it like my bloody valentine did okay put it this way if you're going to call it intruder make it the actual intruder right or, or change the name entirely do you imagine if you did it more like um oh fuck what the hell uh collector style so you had a bunch of kids that wanted to like sneak into a grocery store at night so they like did like a little fort setup but at the same time there was another dude in there that was there to like kill the night crew so then they get like thrown into this whole fucking batch of shit actually that would be pretty cool all right do back let's do this yeah. <laughs> rating Okay, yeah, uh, hmm. uh, let's let Johnny go first. Okay. I'm, I'm still deciding. We'll go three point two, my brother. Bobby, three point four. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna side with Brody and go three point five. I'm gonna go three point five as well. That has a Gormore score of three point four. <laughs> hey, there we go. Gormore scored three point four out of five for 1989's Intruder. Hell yeah, buddy! Yeah, not bad, not bad. That's well, nice. I don't think we have any much like news or anything that's really come out other than uh, anything we've already mentioned. Oh, let me pull up my bloody disgusting okay. app and see if anything uh, recent popped up. I don't think I've checked it since lunchtime today. Oh, okay, eh, I have not been out there at all today myself. So, I mean, keep in mind we're still coming off of a long holiday weekend, so sure. right. any kind of announcements gonna be few and far between. I checked uh, the already. Uh, I can say an announcement that uh, does lead us into our topic for what we're reviewing next week, and that is now. Uh, uh, no, no, don't, don't. Uh, Black Christmas fan film "It's Me, Billy" will be an unofficial sequel to the original classic. What did you say? Mean Billy? It's it's me, Billy. Oh, it's me, Billy. It's me. When's that supposed to hit? uh let's see it's a crowdfunded short fan film unofficial sequel set nearly 50 years after the original damn uh, <laughs> Dude, oh they still got two months left of filming so oh okay black it's gonna be a little bit it's classics too every year oh man so you don't want me to lead into the other one if you want to have it, you can you can have it. To lead into next week's episode? Oh. Well, no, I was going to say what uh, an article that if nobody's, uh, if they haven't seen yet. But obviously. Go ahead, pull up, go ahead and pull up that trailer so we can uh, tell everybody what our. If, if there's no more news, we can move into. Well, I was just going to say that uh, now that Disney owns everything, uh, Aliens. And Predator are now officially Marvel licenses. Oh yeah, yeah, they only are. the comics. Yeah, the, yeah, the comics. And the comics, but that leads into our review for next week. Oh God. Just tell me one thing, Burke. You're going out. When you said pull up the trailer, I really thought you were going to pull up the other trailer you were bitching about earlier. <laughs> no. Oh, no. oh, we're going to re-review that one again. It was first released at the cinema and on video, 17 minutes of action was cut from the running time. Now, these scenes oh, never seen before have been reinserted, completing director James Cameron's vision yes. and adding a whole new dimension to one of the classic movies of our time. Yes. 
Fuck yeah, man. Gave us a goddamn rudery turrets, dude. The fucking great. This is the one where she do the Patreon, where we fucking do the live stream of it, reviewing it. Oh, this even more suspense. Because I mean, we've all seen it. We all know where we're gonna end up reviewing it, or how we're gonna review it. It doesn't. Yeah, but it's always fun to rewatch. No, it doesn't matter. Even more. This is one of those old man dad classics, dude. This time it's Aliens, a special edition. This time it's more. Oh yeah. Don't even say uh, nothing. The director's cut. I can I can already tell you it's going to be five stars from all of us. Yeah, it's going to oh. be a pretty. Uh, that's going to be a banger. Yeah. Can we do it a five star movie? sequel to a five star movie? Right. Five point one. Yeah. Like, right. Five point one. I mean, everybody's seen it, dude, and it's James Cameron. You know what I mean? James Cameron in the eighty was just like, holy fuck. Hell Not yes, really. dude. Oh man. Alien Isolation is fucking hard. It is. Yeah, it is. Oh, it's hilarious, though. Oh, my God. I love playing that at night. Yeah. It's such a jump scare game. It's one of those that's so frustratingly hard. You quit halfway through and they go back to it. I've definitely done that. Have you guys ever played it, though, with the breathing feature? Where you can't breathe, they will fucking hear you? No, I don't have the camera set up that does that. Oh, dude. I I have never seen a room so quiet. No, I, I saw it like because I have it on Xbox, but I don't have the Connect where they would uh, do that. But I think the Connect also does like motion thing too. Like if you move too much, it'll notice you or something. Yeah, shit. It, it does. Like, playing that, that dude, at I night. Like, I don't want to like fucking lean over to have to fart and then all of a sudden the alien. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what makes it fun and hilarious. Fuck that, dude, I don't want to be. No, that's bullshit. I mean, I understand tense, but. I'm not shitting my pants because I can't move in a game. Like, uh, okay, so I think that that's all for this week. Yeah, that's it. Yes. So catch us next week for uh, our review of Aliens, the extended, oh, oh, oh. the extended cut. Yeah, bigger, longer, and uncut. Fuck yeah, dude! Yeah. I will be. So uh, guys, as DJ's always, been up my ass for being Vasquez, so I have to show up as Vasquez next week. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone will be in some sort of costume. We will figure it out. Fuck yeah, dude. Well, anyway, guys, as always, this is your host with the motherfucking most, T.J. Bowser, saying, see you later. This is your dark lord of knowledge, Chad Crispin, saying, see you next time, bitches. This is Big Johnny D saying, see you later, Gorehounds. I'm still fucking laughing at Tyler's fucking... (laughs) 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 Learn to hold that part, Johnny. Learn to hold it in, buddy boy. I love you, real fuck. Bobby and Moan saying, I'll kill you later. (laughs) Woo!